Hey, you listening. Do you provide a service or happen to have a business or are you hosting your own event? Advertise it here on Let Me Find Out, a witty take on all things life, where the listeners can find out the 411 about your service, business, or event. Not only find out about today's lifestyle and culture in a witty way, but also let others find out about the service, business, or event you're promoting. It's definitely a win-win. Contact your girl, Nikki Washington, at lmfopodcast at gmail.com for details. You still listening? Let me find out. Everybody, it's your girl Nikki Washington. Welcome to a very special edition of Let Me Find Out, a witty take on life and culture. First of all, let me just say I owe y'all, I owe y'all an apology in advance. I just, I just wasn't right. I just wasn't right. I left y'all last week without a podcast. Now listen, I got a good excuse. I got a good, good excuse. I'm hoping y'all gonna give me a pass, right? So, <laughs> my intent was to record a podcast before I traveled, because um, I had to travel for ministry that week. So my intent was to record before I travel. However, comma, your girl works multiple jobs, um, personally and professionally. And time got away from me and I did not have the time that I thought I would have to give you a quality podcast. Thus why I did not have one last week. I'm just need y'all to forgive me. And forgive me for that phone ringing in the middle of this recording. <laughs> I'm need y'all to forgive me for real. Uh, because my intention was to record last week, but again, because I was traveling, um, I completely just like was slammed for time and didn't have time to do that. The good thing is, here's the silver lining, y'all. I got you. We're going to recap what last week was. So for anyone who follows me on social media, last week I was blessed with the privilege to go to Detroit to be a part of a phenomenal women's panel on the Word Network where we just kind of dialogued about the things that uh, many women in ministry face. So what I'm going to do is recap the show and kind of give my thoughts again for anyone who may have missed it. I'm going to also point you in the direction of the Word Network page on Facebook where you can watch the whole show in its entirety. And I have a special guest in this show. I'm not going to tell you who it is up front. But they were at the taping, um, and he is going to give a very fresh perspective from the outside looking in on what it was like to see us ladies all dialogue about being in ministry. So you're going to want to stick around. I'm telling you, this show is that show. It's the show that you call your girl up and say, hey, girl, have you heard about Let Me Find Out? You might want to check it out on, on um, iTunes. Yeah, go ahead and, and hook that up. You know, you might want to do all that. And for anyone who's new. If you have never heard of the show, you just kind of stumbled upon it in the search or however you did. I'm glad you're here, first of all. Second of all, two things that we ask you to do on the show. One, we ask you to hit that subscribe button. You know, that way we know it's real. <laughs> and then we also ask you to share. Well, I guess that's more than two things. I'm about to say share, like, comment, whatever. So basically, give us some kind of traction and, and some kind of way of gauging your engagement. The way you do that is by liking, sharing, or um, rating. Those ratings really, really help y'all because they allow us to be found by people who might not find us otherwise. So if you are listening for the first time and you like what you hear, please feel free to rate it. If you are listening for the 18th time and you have not rated, I am judging you harshly. <laughs> okay, all kidding aside, but it really would bless my heart and it really would do my heart good. If you would be so kind as to drop one sentence saying how you feel about the show, Thank you so much in advance, and without further ado, let's get into it. All right, everybody, as I stated at the beginning of the show, we are dedicating this show all to the Ladies' Night Young Preachers edition 
of the Word Network's broadcast that happened last week. If you did not get a chance to view it, feel free to head over to the Word Network's Facebook page. Um, you can also, I think, go to the Young Preacher Movement on Instagram and they might have a link in their bio or at least be able to give you direction on to, as to, or excuse me, how to find it. So uh, yeah, go ahead and check that out. Let me know what you think. Like I mentioned before, it was just a time where about 50 amazing women from all different ministry sects, from all walks of life, got a chance to be in a room and have a conversation on what it is like to be a woman preacher and some of the challenges that we face. Um, a couple of questions that I got a chance to kind of feel that I wanted to expound on in detail here um, were things that related to uh, how to be a woman preacher or a single preacher and walk out your calling. So one of the first questions that I remember being asked is um, they were basically trying to say, um, I'm trying to remember how it was worded verbatim, but it was something to the effect of how can you be a woman in the uh, streets but a beast in the pulpit or something to that effect. And so for me, when I heard that question, the first thing I thought was to say that someone is a woman in the street and a beast is somewhere else is to imply that someone who preaches with passion or aggression is not still a woman when she's in the pulpit. So the first thing that I thought of in that setting um, was you can be both, right? You can be fully passionate, fully um, charged up, fully um, in the moment of preaching and have a very assertive, forward, aggressive message and it makes you no less feminine. And then you can be um, outside of the pulpit and still be feminine and still be dainty and still be all those things and they're not exclusive of each other. They actually work together. So I believe that just because you are passionate or assertive or aggressive makes you no less a woman than if you're sitting at a table drinking tea with your, your uh, legs crossed. You understand what I'm saying? So I think that's the first myth, myth that needs to be dispelled. And then also when we think about the first models of what it looked like to preach, obviously we will compare them to men because those were the first people to really prominently be put in places um, in the community and in pulpits to uh, proclaim the gospel. So if your only point of reference is a man, then naturally you would compare. So I understand that comparison yet and still, I really believe that you can be fully a woman in any setting, no matter if you're passionate and you have a very boisterous approach, or if you're just, um, very subtle and very demure. I think it, it takes nothing away from your womanhood in either place. So to answer that question, I guess, you know, for what it's worth, I really wholeheartedly believe you can be both. Um, the second question that I thought about that I got a chance to answer a little bit was, um, uh, they asked a question about being single, if I'm not mistaken, single, and how do you deal with being single and being a preacher and is it harder for single preachers to find relationships and to that my answer was simply I don't know necessarily that it's harder as much as it is um, as a minister of the gospel your standard is just different and so what I was meant by that and, and I'll expound a little bit is um, when I was a lay person and I did not have a specific um, idea of what God had called me to do, but I was interested in dating. My point of reference was just someone who was saved and loved God because that's all I knew at the time, right? It wasn't that I didn't desire more. It's that you only desire of the, on the level of your knowing. And so as a preacher, as I began to learn the ways of God and to know him more, and this is not just for preachers. This could be someone who's a lay person, but is well versed in the word. This could be someone who is a lay person, but um, is very in touch with their calling. Anyone who has a high awareness of who God is and has a high awareness of who they are 
in God doesn't just think about is he saved if I'm saved. They think about is he saved? Does the Holy Spirit live in him? Does he, uh, where does he fall when it comes to doctrine? Um, does he believe in uh, sanctification? Does he believe in holiness? Where does he think regeneration happens along the course of the life of a believer? There are so many different things, right, that we really have to take into consideration other than does he love Jesus? Does I, do I love Jesus? You know, there's more to it than that. So I think uh, when you look at the mindset of the average preacher, particularly since we were talking about preachers on the show, she's thinking, can I submit to his leadership? Will he see that I would, I desire to be a compliment to him and not in competition with him? Um, does he know how to fully love the wholeness of me while at the same time help me to be better at what I do? Um, is he intimidated by the call on my life? Can I trust him with all of me, my vulnerabilities and my strengths and have him minister to both? You know, these are a lot of the things that a lot of women uh, think about when they think about submitting themselves to leadership. Will he raise our children in the way that they should go or will he lean to his own type of doctrine? Like these are a lot of questions. So um, again, I think it's a matter of uh, reconciling that within ourselves first and then asking God to send us someone who is not just compatible with us on paper, but really compatible with us spiritually because um, I've come to learn that uh, gathering and getting together with the purpose mate has less to do about a skill set and more to do with a heartbeat. So you can be a producer and they be a musician. You can be a writer and they be a preacher. You can be a teacher and they be um, a psalmist or whatever the case may be. And you think, oh, because your skill sets are similar, that that means you're supposed to be together. But I always say it like this, if my skill set went away, what would our common ground be? So let's say I'm a singer and they're a producer. What happens if one day something happens to my vocal cords and I no longer have the ability to sing? Does that mean we're no longer compatible? No, because purpose has to do with not what we do as a skill, but what our heartbeat and our posture is before the Lord and the vision for God has for our lives as we come together as one. So I think if we look at it like that, then we'll be more prone to pick from the right place instead of superficial places like, oh, we both have common interests or, oh, we both like the same things. Don't get me wrong. Those are all important. Skill sets are important. Heartbeat is definitely important. And also, um, uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, compatibility. It's important. It matters, right? We'd be foolish to say it doesn't matter. But to rest our hats on, oh, you're so much like me, or oh, we can make beautiful music together, or, oh, we could do, we could preach tag team something like it has to be more than that. Because if the skill set, if God forbid, a freak accident happens and the skill set changes, and you no longer are able to do ministry together, then what will happen to your purpose? Is your purpose null and void? Did you marry the wrong person? Like these are all the things we have to consider. Um, so I again submit for your um, review that compatibility, especially um, in the life of a believer, is a less to do with we do things alike, we have similar skill sets, we like similar things, and more to do with what is our heartbeat, what is God's purpose for our life, and is that a, are we both aligned with that purpose and are we willing to flow together in that direction? Hope that makes sense. So yeah, it, it's, it was a whole lot to unpack and I can't do it on a little podcast and they certainly tried, but you just can't do it um, with confined spaces. But I think at least it does give you a chance to have the conversation. So I'm so grateful that they allowed us to have the conversation and at least get the conversation conversation started. Hey, 
Do you have input to this conversation? <laughs> if you do, feel free to hit me up. You can do that on any social media. It's Nick, N-I-K-K, last name Washington, at wherever you're logged on. I'll be glad to hear your opinion. Like I always say, good, better, and different. I welcome all types because I believe that it all sharpens us. And even if I might not see something, someone brings something to my attention that helps me to say, you know what, you're right. I never thought about it that way, but that is a great perspective. Or someone might be listening and say, you know what, Nikki, I never thought about relationships like that. And I never thought about what female preachers have to deal with relationships. That's a good perspective. So if you have a perspective, no matter what it is, I welcome it all because I think it all sharpens us and makes us better. And we don't always have to agree in order to love each other. So I hope that helps. And yeah, that's it. As always, you're listening to Let Me Find Out. Everybody, it's your girl Nikki Washington. Welcome to another edition of Let Me Find Out, a witty take on life and culture. We are recapping Ladies Night that was on the Word Network. Now, if you have not seen it, I suggest you run to your nearest Facebook page, check it out, let us know what you think. There were a host of amazing women in that panel discussion who were just kind of sharing their heart and what God was giving to them and their calling and their journey. There were also some brethren in the house. And so because there were some brethren, that's why I was going to put a whole King James on that word. There was a brethren in the house. But because there was a brethren, I thought it would be fitting to get some of the perspectives and to see really what um, the take it was outside looking in. So I have Brother Brian Thomas, who is a musician and a life coach and all things extraordinary. I'm going to let him introduce himself and say a little bit about his start and where he lives and all that good stuff. So welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much. So for anyone who's not familiar with you, give us just like a little snippet of where you are, where you're from, and, and how you got your start. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll start off. Uh, my name is Brian Thomas. I uh, am currently in Detroit, Michigan, and I am an up-and-coming life coach, um, mentor. Um, I am a musician um, from time to time because I do uh, serve in my local church. And I try to help out as many people as I can, both men and women. I do specialize in um, building relationships with people, um, primarily family and uh, romantic relationships. So I try to help out as many people as I can to have a practical approach to a world that is fast moving. I don't know that's right. Well, that's right up our alley. We like practicality on this show. So you're already winning over here, Brian. <laughs> So just right off the top, right. because we don't have a lot of time, but I really want you to kind of give, as much as you can, a perspective on um, what happened last night. So for anyone who has not seen the uh, Facebook Live or didn't catch it on the Word Network, last night there were about 50 women from all sects of life, from all parts of the country, different ministry styles, teachers, preachers, evangelists, just you name it, they were in the house. Awesome women of God who came together to really talk about what it's like to be a woman preacher and what that whole calling looks like, it looks like in general. So from your perspective, Brian, were there anything initially that you were surprised to discover in listening to the conversation that the ladies had last night? Yeah, I, um, when I had a chance, because I was actually, you know, there and listen, and one thing about me is I like to listen to kind of get, you know, gain an even greater perspective. I was very, very surprised at the information that we really don't know about the other side of wow. uh, not only women preaching but men, women ministering. There's a whole, it, it, I'm not going to say it's like a fraternity, but there's a whole other side that I was able to um, see. You know, I was able to see the uh, point of view, you know, to, to see their lens because um, them being in the arena that they're in, a lot of them um, are having to fight through 
just a lot of the waves because um, in you know uh, with the preaching the gospel, it's you know it's definitely male dominated. But um, over the last you know 25 years, to see the women evolve and be able to preach you know the house down and be able to convey the word um, has right. really brought an understanding of why. Um, a female perspective from the Word of God is definitely needed in our culture. And a lot of the things that they said is relevant to what is going on today. A lot of them are really able to understand um, not only the traditional side of things, but they're able to understand um, the, the side of things that we're dealing with today. So I was able to get a perspective of how the bridge has been, you know, brought together from what we were normally used to in church growing up, which was a male-dominated, to now the women are contributing in a way that right. is kind of helping the men realize that, you know, we can't do this all by ourselves. So. Right, right. Was there any question that you felt like should have been asked that maybe wasn't asked? Um, I think that a question that could have been asked is how do we as the men help women evolve beyond the concrete or uh, the glass ceiling that apparently has been set um, over their mm. heads? How do we open up and pave the way so that there is less of a competition between the women that are actually trending and there's more room for women who are, you know, they're beginning this journey and they have a unique gift and they have a unique calling that they won't have to fight through the waves of, you know, the, the men in the gospel who are, you know, already paved the way and set their, their tone and the women who are now coming up. Because it almost seems as if, you know, the ones that are in the room is um, a, a larger picture that we need to, uh, to dive in and discover in the future. Wow. Wow. That's really good. Do you feel like um, the, the consensus, because you know how sometimes with women preachers there's this, this thought pattern that there's a, a, a fierce independence so much so that there's not a, a place for submission. Did you get that vibe from the room, or did you feel like, oh, okay, no, these are a group of, of well-balanced people? Or was there a mixture? Like, uh, it doesn't have to be either or. I honestly feel like there was a mixture. Um, the ones that um, did speak, I did feel as though when it comes down to the balance aspect, so like a lot of the, you know, the, the women that were in that room, they have, in a sense, uh, they, in a sense, have a personality that sets them apart from them just being able to preach like they're anointed. They're obviously called by God. But I feel right. as though if you were to sit down and have a conversation with them outside of the confines of what it is that they display, you are going to be getting an individual that understands both sides of the coin, because a lot of times, right, you know, right. we can look at a preacher and, you know, we can, we can um, over-spiritualize that person and, and feel like they don't have a life. But when I was in that room and I was around those ladies, I began to understand that they're coming from a point of view where for so long they've necessarily been trapped to be a certain way. And it's like now mm -hmm. that their personality is a little bit more freer, they're able to kind of just, you know, be the women that they are. Like, I didn't feel like there was any, any of them gave off this real uh, uh, hard energy. I just came, it came from a place of some of them, they've been suppressed for so long, and now they're getting the recognition that they should have. Right, right. I totally agree. No, so last question. Um, it, mm -hmm. What would you say to encourage not just the women that were in that room last night, but just 
women, and it doesn't have to be a preacher. It could be, you know, um, a, a psalmist or any kind of servant. What would you tell them or to encourage them to uh, continue in their walk? Like what are some words of encouragement? A uh, word of encouragement that I would give to uh, the young ladies of today and, you know, those that are striving out is maintain your focus on what God has called you to do. Um, do not fall into the trap of trying to be relevant for the moment, but your relevance is going to come from you focusing on the gift and the calling that God has given you because once you focus and you perfect that which is concerning you, then God will then begin to put you around people that you can uh, lead and guide towards even greater progression. I believe that when you are able to uh, focus on being the person that God has called you to be, being unique, not conforming to the trends, and really setting yourself apart by focusing in what you're called to do, you will find yourself being more effective and more progressive than you would have ever thought you would be following a trend. That is so good. That is so good. Thank you for giving us those quick, fast, and in a hurry nuggets. So where can people find you, Brian, if they want to connect with you online or support what you're doing? They can find me on, um, I mostly am able to be found on Facebook.com. Uh, you can just look up Brian Thomas and just look me up, reach out uh, to me, you know, send me a message, let me know if there's something that you need from me, or if there's something that you can offer that's going to better help me um, with the things that I'm doing, please reach out. I'm definitely one that's open to help, but I'm also open to learn so that I can be a more well-rounded person uh, for everybody that I come across. I know that's right. Well, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. And as always, you guys are listening to Let Me Find Out. And tonight's scripture reading comes from Ephesians 4, beginning at the 11th verse, and it simply reads, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the working of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. I just want to encourage anyone who's out there, whether you have a title or not, um, whether you know your specific uh, path to your purpose or not, I want to encourage you to walk in this, the thought that we all are called to tell people about Jesus and in a very foundational basic way that is what we're supposed to be doing with our lives so until you know the specifics and even after you know the specifics don't be afraid to walk in the fullness of what God has called us to do in that he has called us to be Christ ambassadors All right, y'all, that is the show for today. I am so glad that Brother Brian could join us. Y'all give him some love and shout him out. He is up and coming with his coaching business, and I think you're going to want to hear what he has to say. Um, as always, if you have questions for your girl, for me, for moi, <laughs> you can hit me up on all social media. It is Nick, N-I-K-K, -K, last name Washington, at wherever you're logged on, and I'll be glad to check you out. And until we meet again, I'll see you next time on Let Me Find Out. Let me find out. Find out a witty take on life and culture with Nikki Washington.